how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about tech stuff and science stuff, news, and just stuff we're interested in. I'm historian Matt, and I'm getting ready for a hurricane. Hurricane party, woo! Okay, maybe not. We're not, we're not going to do a hurricane party, but uh, it's probably not even going to be a hurricane when it gets here. But uh, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit after the show. Anyways, I... I'm going to be talking about some more stuff on AI generated art. It's a continuation of AI generated art series. And this one is about a uh, copyright registration for it. And then my second one, my second topic, which will be fairly quick is just uh Tesla recalls 1.1 million EVs uh, due to a power window malfunction. That should be interesting. And uh, the guy with the pink mic? I am HK Perrin, and I am a software engineer, so I discuss software engineering news. Um, And in the software engineering news this week is uh, Java 19 was released. And then um, kind of tangentially related to software engineering uh, is uh, apparently Greg Abbott is a little piss baby. Uh, I will talk about that during my segment. <laughs> uh, and I'm produce- uh, over to you. I'm producer Dave. I produce this show and all of the shows here. And uh, I only have one story this week. It'll be about the San Francisco police department being able to spy on you via somebody else's security system. Okay. Not terrifying at all. Yeah. I'll guess I'll go ahead and get started with my, uh, first topic then. Uh, so my first, my first, uh, story is a New York based artist, Chris Kashtanova, that I guess that's how you pronounce it. I received a U.S. copyright registration for their graphic novel that was created with the help of latent diffusion AI, which is basically, uh, AI generated art. Um, this is the first copyright registration for, uh, any kind of AI generated art. The novel was named, the graphic novel is named Zarya of the Dawn. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And it was created using Midjourney. We've heard a lot about Midjourney. Seems to be a, a favorite. I'm going to have to try it out sometime. Anyways, uh, the registration was effective on September 15th. But um, the registration itself says that it's actually AI assisted, not entirely generated by AI. And that's because Castanova wrote the story, created the layout and, and uh, pieced the images together. Basically when you generate art with the AI, these new AI generate generator art generators, um, they usually generate a number of images for you to use. There's always like, not only do you have to like put in the prompt, you got to pick, pick out the art at the end. And um, so basically, uh, he was allowed to, or they were allowed, I don't know if it's a he or a she actually, uh, they were allowed to copyright their, their graphic novel. Uh, last week we talked a little bit about po- uh, copyright and AI art. And, um, I wanted to cover this. So apparently we've got a little bit wrong here. The U S copyright office has not ruled against copyright in AI artworks. Instead, it ruled out the, the copyright could uh, could not be registered by the AI itself as the author instead of a human. So if you're human and you use uh, any AI algorithm to generate your art, 
you can claim copyright, but the AI program itself cannot hold copyright. And that actually, I, I believe, I'm, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I believe that fits their previous ruling that only humans can hold copyright. Uh, but the um, this ability to copyright AI-generated art has not been tested in court. So we'll see if that happens in the future. Uh, this is actually kind of related to stuff that happened when in, early in camera's history. So the camera, when it was created, what, over 100 years ago, 150 years ago? Um, so there was a, cl a claim that photographs could not be copyrighted because they were basically a reprodu reproduction on paper of the exact features of some natural object or of some person. So basically their, their, their claim was there was no actual like skill involved. There was no artistry involved. It was just copying directly onto paper. And uh, it was a work of a machine and not a creative expression. But of course uh, the court ruled the photos can be copyrighted, copyrighted and because quote, they represent the representatives of original intellectual concepts of the author. Basically the creator, the artist who took the photo, you know, had to use their artistic ability and to uh, actually decide what to photograph and how it should look. And with a uh, AI generated art, a human has to generate the, basically they, they have to create the input prompt and choose the final image to use. So there is some creativity coming from a human, even if the AI generated art, the, the algorithm is uh, doing most of the skilled work of creating the image. Um, but ultimately the AI generated art and copyright is unresolved problem. But this uh, graphic novel is one step in the process of resolving that problem. So what do you guys think? You got any uh, questions, comments, hassletations, aggravations, contemplations? Um, I think it's... Um, I don't know... Like, does this person now own the copyright to the images that were used in the, the work or just the work as a whole? Well... I think they own the copyright since it sounds like they registered the novel itself and not individual images. They own the copyright to the entire graphic novel. Okay. Right. So that's I different than say... what that's different than what we were talking about last week, right? Where somebody just had an AI generate an image. This is like somebody wrote a story or like arranged different images on the like, using some kind of program or whatever, like a page maker program of some kind and put together a whole piece of work that just happens to include AI images. So I don't think this really goes yeah. very far at all into answering the question of whether or not you can copy an image that was generated, a copyright, an image that was generated by AI because the copyrights on the whole work. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like there was a lot of work done outside of the AI so, like, yeah. I would say, I would argue that most of the work was done by the human. Uh, yeah, having done, well, I mean, having made a graphic novel, uh, I can tell you there is a lot of work outside of making the actual image. But the creating the actual images is also a lot of work for artists if you're having them do it as well. It's a big chunk of it. Uh, I do want to just uh, reiterate, last week we pulled, pulled up an article that was saying that you could not copyright an image 
or the the uh, U.S. Copyright Office said you could copyright a, a AI generated image, and that is not that was. I don't know if that's. I mean, we we kind of reported that. I don't know if that's exactly what the story said, but that is not what the Copyright Office said. It was that specific um, case. The uh, the people were trying to get the copyright assigned to the uh, AI image generator, the the algorithm itself, okay. basically the program, not the person who put in the inputs. And the uh, copyright office said you cannot do that. So it can't be assigned to the algorithm, which makes sense because that we don't do that in any other area. <laughs> so yeah. the next question is: um, A can it be copyrighted at all? Uh, or does it get assigned to the person who came up with the the prompt to begin with and picked out the final image kind of thing? I would assume really the prompt is the the most important part in that. Yeah, it sounds like it's still very much an unanswered question. Yeah, and it hasn't really been held up in court. So, Right, because again, this is a, a complete work of art that it happens to include AI that was yeah. that was copy, copyrighted as well. This person should be able to. Um, because they wrote a story, I presume, and the, right. I don't know. Maybe maybe this publicity is good for their uh, graphic novel too. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we I'd say a this bit is a art. derivative work of the AI. If if you want to even consider the AI to have any sort of, uh, I mean, obviously the AI the AI was involved, but uh, you know, the human took the AI's work and adapted it, and that that to me means it was. It was the human who created the artwork. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, if you think about it, what the, the question is, uh, is, can you have copyright on the image at all, or does the person who came up with the prompt get the copyright? In either case, it still works for being used in the graphic novel. The, the person who made the graphic novel would own the copyright to the novel itself, which they actually did do other stuff outside of using the AI generated art. I think the question, the problem that arises is if somebody uses the same AI, right. And comes up with a piece of art that looks to the naked eye to be exactly the same as what somebody else already copyrighted. Then you start running into real big problems Yeah, (laughs) because it looks like, well, but it doesn't look like you copied it, right? Because everybody knows the AI did it. So then, like, I think that's gonna that's gonna create a problem too when it appears to be the same piece of art generated, even if it's not pixel for pixel. But if you or I were to look at it, we would think it was yeah. the same piece of art because that's bound to happen. Well, there's the other issue of all these, uh, you know, new AIs that are being created are using copyrighted images to train their their programs or their algorithms to begin with. And theoretically, like, like who owns, owns the copyright then? Cause they're, they're not getting permission to use these copyrighted images. Um, like what, what's going on there? And what if somebody makes, creates, uses the AI to make an image that's very similar to one that was used as an input? That's a good question too. But I imagine you can, if, if you're like a painter or whatever, you can use uh, an image that's yeah. under copyright to base your painting on and you're not violating yeah, there's copyright. A lot of, there's a lot of gray area there. Uh, you can't, you're, um, it's, it's not clear cut, but it's kind of like, 
if you don't use any mechanical means of, re of reproduction in painting, because, you know, I am a painter, so I know a little bit about that. So if you do, like, if you don't use any mechanical means, you're not, um, you know, basically projecting the image onto a canvas and copying it over or something like that. Um, but instead, basically looking at the image and just hand painting the, the image on onto a canvas, um, there's a lot of leeway in the copyright for that sort of thing. The idea is it's going through your brain, you know, um, to interpret, to, to paint on the, on the page and therefore, uh, is a, an original work instead of a copy. Um, kind of breaks down. I've heard like, that's what I was taught for, for copyrighted. Uh, although recently I've heard that people who are, you know, basically savants at copying images, right. They may have problems when, uh, uh, trying to claim something if they do very you know, a perfect copy and painting on on a canvas, they may have issues with copyright. And not for nothing, there's actually good money in doing that legally. If you're that good at copying yeah. a painting, like it's yeah. you're doing it perfectly legally. So there's there's actually good yeah. money for an artist if they're good at that. So yeah, can be. Well, if that's all, I want to move on to my next story. It's a short one, but basically Tesla recalls 1.1 million EVs due to a power window malfunction. The uh, power windows are failing to detect, as they say, a part of a human when closing. And what they mean is basically you don't want a window to, to close on your finger or something, right? Uh, and it's, you know, it's basically a pinch detection failure is what they're calling it. And it affects Model 3s between 2017 and 2022. Model Ys between 20 and 2021, and uh, Model Ss and Xs between 2021 and 2022, which means my Tesla is also affected. But uh, even though this is called a recall, this will be resolved with a simple over-the-air update. Uh, this uh, <laughs> controversy, uh, this brings up kind of a controversy over the, the name recall because most other recalls for cars require them to actually be brought in for servicing to be fixed. But uh, in this case, it's just an over the air update. For example, uh, Toyota recently recalled all of its EVs. It doesn't have very many. It's been kind of late to getting in the, the EV game, but it recalled pretty much all of them due to the wheels becoming loose and possibly falling off, which is kind of a problem and can't be fixed <laughs> with this over the air software update. But uh, yeah, so that requires them all to be returned to the service center. And I know it was like Elon Musk was uh, complaining that why are they calling it a recall when they can just do an over-the-air over the update or something like this for the window fix when you have something like, that, you know, the window fixes, the window problem is not that dangerous. It is, could be, could be a problem, but it's not that dangerous and easily fixed as opposed to Toyota, which, I mean, serious it's a serious problem that could, you know, result in death uh, if a wheel falls off. Unfortunately, that has not actually happened. Wheels have become loose, but they have not fall off, fallen off yet. So that's all I got for this quick one. What do you guys think? I assume uh, you guys pretty much just hate anything uh, Elon Musk says. Well, no, I think that... Well, I, I think I agree with him on this one. I, I Yeah. I think that like cars didn't used to have that. And so like you just didn't put your fingers, you didn't put your hand in the window when you, when it was being rolled up. I know because yeah, I got my fingers I mean, caught in a window when I was a kid. So 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't, well, they didn't have like finger detection, but I think they kind of fixed that by just making it not strong enough to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, too it, much it wasn't, I mean, it, too much I didn't get injured. Yeah. My first car had finger detection because you would roll it up with your hand and it would get harder if there was a finger in there. So you'd stop <laughs> and go, what's in there? Oh, it's my friend's finger. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd roll it up even harder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I agree with Elon on this one. There, It doesn't make sense to call it a recall because like the word recall, doesn't that mean that you're, you're requesting it back? Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, and that's what, and I actually thought that was what was going to have to happen with my car since mine is actually my Tesla model Y is affected by this issue. Uh, it's, it's in the, the date ranges, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't have to do anything. I just wait for it to come over the air and, and fix it may have already been fixed. I'm not sure. So this could be, this could be recently. like the difference between like a co- colloquialism about a recall and like what the technical definition according to the government is. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm guessing that's what that is. I'm guessing when well, we think other- of a recall, because always in the past, if a car was recalled, you had to take it to the dealer or whatever. I think that maybe we're thinking of it that way, but that's maybe not the definition of a recall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that might be a problem, but I think uh, the problem Musk has is if they say, if, if, there's news that a bunch of his cars got recalled that affects his stock price, right? When it's really shouldn't affect the price that much. I mean, obviously the one for Toyota, which was like a huge problem and uh, is, is going to be a a big hassle to fix. uh, That should definitely affect the the stock price of Toyota. Um, Toyota has a track record of being a good car company and their stock isn't overly artificially inflated by the antics of a crazy billionaire so <laughs> so i'm just telling you I, I i don't know but i it has to be some technicality some technical definition of recall that the thing yeah, with the windows yeah, meets sure. and that that there's yeah. just a, a, a like a gap between what we think of as a recall and what is a, technically a car recall right i i i would agree with elon that the, t- the term maybe needs an update uh, but I do think it's funny that like the only reason he's upset is because something is affecting, something is bringing the stock price down and it's not him. Right. <laughs> he's like, I didn't call anybody a pedophile or anything. Yep. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. All right. Well, uh, for my first story this week, uh, we've got Java 19 released. Uh, Java 19 is a, uh, a the latest stable version of Java. It's not a long-term support, so it's only going to have... I think it's like... I think it only has like nine months of support or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Java 19 is here, and with it we get a preview of the foreign function and memory API. Uh, that's foreign memory API uh and that's uh that is i think it's part of a larger trend that i have noticed in software development of making it easier to call functions from one language written in another language so um you know calling uh for example rust functions in a c uh program or vice versa c functions from a rust program 
and I've done a little of that myself. I've called C functions from a JavaScript program from within Node.js. Uh, and it's, you know, if there's not an API specifically for it, it can get really difficult. So I'm happy to see that Java is introducing this. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, one of the other big features of this one is the RISC-V port of Java is now officially official. Uh, that port is being merged into official Java. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with RISC-V, it's an open source instruction set architecture. So it competes with ARM and x86. Uh, and it's gaining a lot of steam recently. Uh, it's actually a, a set of multiple instruction set architectures. Uh, but And the one that Java is written in requires more than just the base level RISC-V. So you will have to check if your RISC-V processor, if you're trying to run Java programs on it, if it meets the minimum uh, RISC-V feature set that, uh, that Java 19 requires. And the next big feature is Virtual Thread, the Virtual Thread API. Uh, there's a preview of that, which makes it very efficient to write multi-threaded code in Java. Much uh, Writing it is more efficient and easier, uh, which is also really cool. Uh, you know, I, I don't do a whole lot of multi-threaded coding, but uh, <laughs> when I have done it in the past, it is such a pain. So having an API to make that efficient and easy is really cool. So my next story is, um, I, I said tangentially related to programming, but that's because it, it has to do with social media, uh, which I guess is not. So I take that back. But anyway, <laughs> uh, apparently Greg Abbott is a little piss baby. Uh, so if you're unaware, Texas just passed a law that bans social media websites from censoring content they disagree with. For example, Facebook is now not allowed to remove a post proclaiming white nationalist viewpoints in Texas, even if Mark Zuckerberg were to actually be able to grow a human spine and have human empathy. Uh, there is a Reddit community called r slash political humor, and they don't like how blatantly unconstitutional the law is. So the mods of that community have decided to flagrantly violate the law and discriminate against anyone who doesn't share their view that Texas governor Greg Abbott is a little piss baby. <laughs> so if you post any comment or any post in r slash political humor right now, it has to include the term, quote, Greg Abbott is a little piss baby, unquote. If you don't include that exact text, uh, your comment will be deleted. So I'm a big fan of what they're doing. That's an awful law. Awful, awful law. Uh, so, yeah. Good, Good job, question. r slash political humor. Uh, if, I don't know, you probably are, uh, you're not a lawyer, so you might not know this answer, but... They said you can't block the the post if somebody posts something that's they that Facebook doesn't agree with, say. But can Facebook ban the the uh, the poster? I don't believe so. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I believe that would be considered blocking the post. 
so I'd I'd be curious to see what the law says because if it says what Facebook disagrees with, then wouldn't Facebook just find some other reason to pull the post down other than we disagree with it? I mean, yeah, they'll probably do that. It I violates don't know. their TOS uh, or something. Well, the terms of service are stating what you agree with. So right now in Texas, terms of service are basically void. Well, <clears throat> except that. I just get the idea that this is going to be impossible to enforce. Yes, it's impossible yeah. to enforce. It's blatantly unconstitutional. Um, and it's just incredibly stupid. So, so I completely agree. Greg Abbott is a little piss baby. Point of clarification, because it's not. It, it has to do with uh, the unconstitutional part has to do with free speech. And there, I know Texas is trying to claim, well, they're blocking free speech of the poster, but, uh, you have, if you're a private company who's running, uh, you know, this big, uh, service social network, um, like you, shouldn't you be allowed to, to choose what's on your network? Yes. That's also free speech. And as we all know, the Supreme court considers companies to be people and they get free that's speech right. too. It's also like uh, free freedom of association. There's freedom of the press. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff that that gets yeah that gets messed up here. It's also property rights because like when people talk to me about, they're like, "Oh, well, these companies don't have a right to do this." I'm like, "What do you mean? They're your your post is a, a entry on some database somewhere? Are you telling me that somebody doesn't have the right to delete an entry in a database somewhere?" I'm like, what are yeah, you talking that about? They own yeah, right. What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, do you? Do do you just get a like a file folder on my computer that I can't delete your shit from? I mean, like, <laughs> like, like where where do we put a stop to this? Um, yeah, I don't know I why. The final. Okay, I, I think this was done like as a like a stunt, like red meat for their base or whatever. I don't think anybody in the legislature. Well, this is the Texas legislature. I don't think most people in the legislature think that this is legal or right or is even going to have any impact in, in the way they think it's going to. It's just that they're going to get to go back to their constituents and be like, well, I made a law that Facebook can't block when you say the N word. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, well, here's another I question. Mean, it's... Go ahead. Did, what if, will uh, social media net, uh, companies be able to basically, and may, will they basically geofence, uh, Texas out of their network, uh, thus making it much harder for the uh, Republicans to lie to their base and maybe Texas <laughs> return. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah, because I don't know, but I hope so. But is that isn't that isn't that like censoring? Then they're just censoring a whole state they don't agree with. And you'd think if the law said you can't censor a post you don't agree with, well, then censoring a whole state you don't agree with is literally just <laughs> censoring millions and millions of posts that you don't agree with, right? Yeah. Well, if they can't work. make the post, you're not censoring the post, right? That's right. They they can't remove it because it was never there because Facebook, uh. you're, if you're in Texas, oh, you're in Texas? Well, guess what? Facebook is read only. You're in Texas? <laughs> HTTP 451. Oh, that's right. This is illegal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Refusing to, uh, refusing to deliver content because of government. Uh, what is it? Shit, I forgot. Government <laughs> I forgot regulation. The text of it, but because of government yeah. or government, because it's against because of like legal reasons. It was the I think. Yeah, yeah. So content is unavailable due to legal reasons. 
So I think that would be funny. I don't think any of these companies have the stones to even do it for an hour because if they did it for an hour, this law would get repealed. Yeah. The law yeah, would I get think repealed. if, uh, if Facebook and Twitter did it together, uh, not only would this get, would this law get repealed? Uh, I think likely Greg Abbott would get, uh, would get recalled. Um, the election's so close that there's, he's not going to get recalled. There's an election coming up soon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, well, they could do a recall just by pushing a software update. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> So I don't think they're going to do it, but it would be very funny if they did it. Or just put their websites in read-only mode with a little bit yeah. thing at the top that said, we're sorry, uh, you know, we would hate to have to censor your post, so you just can't post at all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like um, old kind of snarky Silicon Valley from like the 90s might have done something like that, but not not right now. They're probably terrified of this. Yeah, yep. but what if what if another state were to pass a law that says that these co- companies have to remove content that they disagree with, <laughs> specifically in Texas, right? Specifically in Texas, like if it's just like Maine passes a law that says actually in te- your website is illegal here unless you remove posts from Texans that people in Maine disagree with. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is stupid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's, it would, it's the most ridiculous law. It'll 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 either get repealed by the legislature itself or it'll 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 get it'll get overturned by some lower court, but I'm concerned with the current Supreme it, Court that they might uphold it. It has yeah. been overturned by a lower court and then it got reinstated by a higher court. Wow. So yeah. I don't understand how the problem here is like, oh, they're removing a post that they disagree with. That's some mind reading stuff, right? It's like the stuff we talk about on Wednesday about, oh, is this in good faith? Well, what if it's not because they disagree with it, but rather because uh, Jeep said, we're not going to advertise on your website anymore if this crap is here. That's not the company disagreeing yeah. with it, right? That's that's advertiser pressure. The company just is doing what their shareholders would want. So it's just really hard yeah. to like really well, hard I think to think it's I think the way the law says it is it's specifically about political views. Like you can't censor anyone based on political views, but I, same question. Yeah, what if what if the advertisers say we're not going to advertise? Then like who yeah. whose freedom of speech is the most important? Uh I would argue it's probably the advertisers because this is capitalism (laughs) (laughs) is it is it the one who enforcing their freedom of speech violates everyone else's is it that one i feel like everybody i feel like in this in this case everyone thinks that everyone is doing that to everyone else (laughs) i mean it's very clearly like one one party is saying you have to host my content or else I feel in my in my feelings that you're you're hurting my freedom of speech. Yeah, this is weird. Like if you if you take you take this, what if what if like the local newspaper were held to this standard or something where they had to publish your op-ed? Yeah, you have to you have to publish every letter to the editor, every right. single one. These companies aren't publishers, but they're publishers. I mean, like the idea that they're not publishers is stupid. Um, yep. But 
you know, this this then runs into problems with 290, with Section 290, the Communications Decency Act, because in specifically in there says that, you know, you have a um, you have a, you know, a responsibility to moderate the content on your website. And if, as long as you're doing that, we are, you know, you have limited liability and, or to some extent, no liability for what's posted on your website, as long as you're trying to monitor it and, and moderate it. So now you get laws like this and the company, not that I feel sorry for any of these boards of directors, of these companies, but now this company's in this position where they're stuck between doing what Texas wants and like, and by doing what Texas wants, they're basically violating section 290 by not moderating the content and then they might no longer have like a protection from liability for use for the user generated content because they're no longer trying to moderate it yep yeah uh this law was not well thought through or maybe it was maybe like this is exactly what they want they just they just want to fuck over as many people as they can and then there you go. That's perfect proof that Greg, Greg Abbott is a little piss baby. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it'd be a really funny move, actually. What if Reddit mm. removed all the little piss baby posts because they disagreed with them? And then, like, w- <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> like, from well, the top. I think, you're, I think you're missing the, the biggest problem. Uh, Elon Musk just moved to Texas, right? What happens when Twitter blocks uh, everybody in Texas, including Elon Musk? Pretty sure that's just going to be like a nuclear meltdown. Oh, that would be a great day on Twitter. Uh, Elon <laughs> wouldn't be able to manipulate the stock or any kind of cryptocurrency or anything. Yeah, he wouldn't be able right. to run any of his scams if they just blocked. But he'd just use a VPN. I mean, come on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's true. But it would be very fun if they just did it for an hour. If they just did it for yeah. an hour, like right at like 6 p.m., Texas time when everybody's getting <laughs> off work. Yep. It would be, it would be amazing, but they're not going to do it. And the, the thing is like, sure. I'm in some ways I wish like governments would stand up to these companies a little bit, but in this case, the companies aren't going to stick up. They're not going to stand up to this because it actually kind of takes the, takes, takes the onus off of them for something they probably don't want to do anyway, because it costs money to do it. So they're like, well, we can't do that now, actually, because it's illegal in Texas. But then Germany's like, "Well, you're you can't do any sig heiling over here." <laughs> like, and then what yeah, if somebody yeah. in what if somebody in Texas is doing some sig heiling, and then somebody in, and then they have to take it is they have to take it down in on Twitter in Germany? Then what happens? Like, do they just cut the cable between the they cut the Atlantic fiber cable that connects the internet here to the internet <laughs> in 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 Europe? And just is that how we solve the problem? Like. Sick the sharks on it. I think it's fine because I, I don't think anybody in Texas knows that there's anybody outside of America. Right? <laughs> they don't. They don't. Some of them do. Some of them. Some of them travel. Some of them are oil barons. <laughs> some of them are oil barons. But I, I can't. I, I don't even know what's going to happen with this. I figure the legislature is eventually just going to pass a law saying that this other law is null and void, right? Because yeah. I don't know. Should be fun to watch. Uh, I could, I could keep my eye on this law and give updates. Yeah, we, we'll, that's as we say, we'll keep an eye on this. We say it on down yeah. ballot, and sometimes we even mean it. <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah. I guess it's my turn now. I only have one, and that's fine. Um, what we have is uh, from the Verge. I basically get all my stories from two places. I get my stories from the Verge and the Register. 
which is weird because the two sites probably couldn't be much more different than the Verge and the Register. But uh, San Francisco police can now watch some private surveillance cameras in real time. Um, yikes. So you have to give them permission and it has to work. So it's probably not going to be a big deal for a lot of people right away because remoting into people's systems is hard and remoting into some weird surveillance system is probably really hard, but that's just now, right? And as more and more people install newer surveillance systems with IP connections, just like ring doorbells or whatever, or, you know, whatever the enterprise version of that is, it's like, you know, camera, can't, K-A-M-R-A would be like, you know, you have to take all the vowels out of stuff. Maybe maybe make the A, one of the A's capital or something. But as, as soon as that, as those things start to roll out, you know, there might be ways in which the police department incentivizes private uh, entities, be they businesses, nonprofits, or even people's homes to allow them to view footage. And then you run, I just, you're running into all kinds of problems then because the police are watching you do things on private property where they weren't necessarily invited, but, and you don't necessarily know that the police are watching. You're not supposed to go around criming and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like, I just, this is just a mess. And I can't believe the San Francisco board of supervisors like approved this. I assume you yeah, don't, don't know like if there's any like limits on what cameras can be used. Like, is it, does it have to be exclusively external cameras? Uh, which, would only the would make a little more sense than than allowing internal cameras it's it from what i was reading because i read I, I read a local news article about it too um from what i was reading it's just any system where the owner of the system gives the police access wow yeah and i'm sure what's yeah, going to happen the is ones the police in your are bedroom. like oh uh, uh, you're, you're going to go to the police and say hey a crime happened they're like well did you give us access to your cameras beforehand but we're not going to help if you didn't so it might be there that I didn't think of that, but yeah, that might, you know, it might be one of those, oh, it'd be a shame if we couldn't help you if a crime happened in your business. Sort of like, yeah. uh, sort of like how the mob would tell you it'd be a shame if somebody were to come in and bust up your shop. Right. Or, but it might be more like after the fact, oh, you didn't give us access to your cameras. And then you'd be like, well, I have the footage. They'd be like, well, it's right. going to take a while because, you know, yeah. we have to check the footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to do things to incentivize this and then they're going to use it to just violate everybody's rights. Yep. Yes. Uh, this, this is how, like this is literally straight out of big brother, uh, 1984, like big brother had cameras in your house and could just watch you. It was actually a television that watched you. If you remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the television had a camera in it yeah. Yeah, yeah. ostensibly. Um, and that's how the government would just spy on you. I mean, not even spying. They, you knew that they were watching. And this is really weird because I think San Francisco like outlawed like facial recognition on like cameras being used by the police, but now they're just letting the police like have access to any camera system. Yeah. I don't like this, it, but it doesn't, it also doesn't make sense when you think about some of the stuff they've done in the past. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this, there's going to be anything going on in the courts with this or whatever. Uh, maybe this would be something I'll keep an eye on. And I'm quite sure we'll probably talk about this tomorrow night on Down Ballot, too, because this is a pretty big deal. Very big deal, actually. Yep. 
Yeah. Yikes. Another one we'll have to, you know, keep an eye on. We'll be keeping an eye on it on Monday and Tuesday. Although by the time people hear this, it'll be Wednesday, but whatever. Yeah. Just pretend you have a time machine and it's Monday. <laughs> All right, HK, you want to read us out? All right. Well, uh, we put this show out usually every Wednesday. Uh, and if you want to check out our other shows, uh, check out our website, echoplexmedia.com. Check us out on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia, where we do a lot of shows live, including one on Wednesday. So if you're watching this as soon as it came out, check us out uh, a little bit later on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us, patreon.com slash ecoplexmedia, and you can listen to our radio, that's eplex.xyz. We're on Twitter, at eplexm, and we have a swag store where you can help us out and get some merch, and that's eplex.store. 